and welcome to another consultation. I am Dr. Crankles, not a real doctor, more of a counselor, but not really. But I did get my designation at the University of Sleep Science in Samoa. Go Turtles! This is officially our second consultation. I'm surprised I've stuck around for this long, but progress is progress. And I am a believer that a positive attitude can go a long way. Let's get down to the crux of this consultation, your sleep. I could spend an eternity asking you questions about your sleep and identifying the problem, but that would be too effective. So let's talk about sleep in general. How much do you need? What do dreams mean? And the age-old question, which is the best sleep position for optimal sleeping? Let's start with sleep quantity, not necessarily quality. How many hours of sleep do you need? The amount of sleep a person needs depends on many things, including their age. In general, infants, infants, which are 0 to 3 months, need about 14 to 17 hours a day. Curiously enough, that's the same amount as cats, or at least my cats. Infants between 4 and 11 months need 12 to 15 hours a day. Toddlers ages 1 to 2 need about 11 to 14. Preschool children ages 3 to 5 need 10 to 13 hours a day. School-aged children 6 to 13 years old need 9 to 11 hours a day. Teenagers ages 14 to 17 need 8 to 10 hours each day, although they will lie and pretend that they're asleep when in reality they are. On TikTok or on Instagram or something like that. Most adults need seven to nine hours, although some people may need as few as six hours or as many as 10 hours of sleep. But experts say that if you feel drowsy during the day, even during boring activities, you haven't had enough sleep. Let's talk about sleep deprivation and sleep debt. The amount of sleep you need also goes up if you've missed sleep in previous days. If you don't have enough sleep, you'll have a quote-unquote sleep debt, which is much like being overdrawn at a bank. Eventually your body will demand that you start to repay the debt. You don't really adapt to getting less sleep than you need. You just get used to a schedule that keeps you from getting enough sleep, but your judgment, reaction time, and other functions will still be affected. What are some of these signs of potential sleep deprivation resulting in sleep debt accumulating? Some common signs that you have not gotten enough sleep include feeling sleepy during the day, especially during calm activities like maybe watching a movie or 
listening to your grandmother talk about how much better and different her times were in her youth. Falling asleep within five minutes of lying down. Short periods of sleep during waking hours, known as micro-sleeps. Mood changes, forgetfulness, and being unable to focus on a task. These are some of the signs, but again, the symptoms um, can lead to some longer-term effects, which could include memory problems, issues with your mood, a weakened immune system, stronger feelings of pain, higher risk of conditions like diabetes, high blood pressure, wrinkled skin, God forbid. So... Studies make it clear that sleep deprivation is dangerous. People who missed some sleep before getting into a driving simulator or doing a hand-eye coordination task perform as badly or worse than people who have been given alcohol. So, the National Sleep Foundation, this is an actual foundation, not one that I'm making up for the purpose of this consultation. I promise you I'm a licensed therapist, not really, but go with the flow. It says you're probably too drowsy to drive if you have trouble keeping your eyes focused, can't stop yawning, can't remember driving the past few miles, etc. With that, we sort of ask the next logical question, which is, how to get the sleep you need. Healthy habits can help you sleep better and longer. Here are a few suggestions from good old Dr. Crinkles that you can apply to get some more sleep. Number one, give yourself time to sleep. A busy schedule can make it hard to get a good night's rest. Number two, Keep a sleep schedule. Go to bed and get up at the same time every day, even on weekends. Number three, and this has been the thing that I've applied in my life that has helped me a ton, which is create a sleep sanctuary. Keep your bedroom dark, quiet, and at a comfortable temperature. Use it only for sleep or perhaps your other personal Activities that are typically associated with a bedroom, but try not to bring in electronic screens like TVs or cell phones. Try to avoid studying in there. Your room should really be associated with uh, sleep time. The next tip is uh, exercise. Getting about 30 minutes a day at least five hours before bed um, can help you uh, get a better night's rest. Let's talk about REM and non-REM sleep. I know, I could have just asked you what your problem is, but I'm going to give you all this information and you're paying me for my time. So, thank you. A lot happens in your body while you sleep. When you get your Z's in, you cycle between REM and non-REM sleep. REM stands for rapid eye movement. I'm learning that alongside you for the first time, even though I did get my designation in Samoa. During REM sleep, 
your eyes move quickly in different directions. That does not happen during a non-REM sleep. First comes non-REM sleep, followed by a shorter period of REM sleep, and then the cycle starts over again. Dreams typically happening happen, excuse me, during REM sleep. You may be wondering what happens during non-REM sleep. Well, there are three phases of non-REM sleep. Each stage can last from 5 to 15 minutes. You go through all three phases before reaching REM. Stage one, your eyes are closed, but it's easy to wake you up. This phase may last five to 10 minutes. Phase two is a light sleep. Your heart rate slows and your body temperature drops. So your body's getting ready for deep sleep. Stage three is deep sleep stage. It's harder to rouse you during the stage and if someone woke you up, you would feel disoriented for up to a few minutes. During the deep stages of non-REM sleep, the body repairs and removes tissues, builds bone and muscle, and strengthens the immune system. As you get older, you sleep, you sleep more lightly and get less deep sleep. What is REM sleep? Usually REM sleep happens 90 minutes after you fall asleep. The first period of REM typically lasts 10 minutes. Minutes. I don't know why I said it with a at the end. Each of your later REM stages gets longer, and the final one may last up to an hour. Your heart rate and breath and breathing, excuse me, quickens. You can have intense dreams during REM sleep since your brain is more active. I had the pleasure of enjoying a host of different dreams last night, courtesy of my REM cycle. And uh, I'm going to continue this consultation, even though you're paying me and you're going to pay to listen to my REM sleep, my dreams. So maybe you can diagnose me. But in this first dream, I was at a cottage in winter with a few people I know. And for some reason, instead of going in through the front door, we were using a ladder and then a, um, like a bridge, a makeshift bridge to enter through one of the windows. And then for some reason, one of the people I was with took off 10 of the planks or so, so that they could be washed. His words, not mine. And so rather than going up the ladder through the bridge to get in through the window, which was for some reason, the normal way of entering the cottage, we then had to start using the front door as the alternative method of entry. And we were all very upset by this. And that was the end of the first dream. My second dream during REM cycle was I was driving on a busy highway, busy street, I should say, it wasn't quite an expressway or highway. And a helicopter was driving, flying, very low to the ground, eventually to essentially park itself in front of me, wait for the red light, and then drive as if it were normal. That was the end of that one. If I can remember my third one, I will bring it up in this consultation so you can tell me what's wrong with me. With that, let's segue into dreams. 
Dreams can be entertaining, disturbing, or downright bizarre. You just heard mine. Don't judge me. We all dream even if we don't remember the next day. But why do we dream and what do they mean? Dreams are basically stories and images that our mind creates while we sleep. They can be very vivid, as I just told you. They can make you feel happy, sad, scared. They may seem confusing or perfectly rational, like climbing up a ladder through a bridge to enter into the second story window of a cottage instead of going in through the front of the cottage and then washing planks with a bridge. Dreams can happen at any time during sleep, but you have your most vivid dreams during a phase called REM sleep, as we were discussing. Some experts say we dream at least four to six times a night. A lucid dream is one which you know you're dreaming. Uh, researchers at our facility have shown that lucid dreaming comes with a boost of activity in parts of the brain that are usually restful during sleep. Lucid dreaming is a brain state between REM sleep and being awake. Um, of course, a nightmare is a bad dream, common in both children and adults. I don't really want to talk about nightmares. Why do we dream? There are many theories about why we dream, but no one knows for sure. Some researchers, including myself, say dreams have no purpose or meaning. Others say we need dreams for our mental, emotional, and physical health. Studies have looked into the importance of dreams to our health and well-being. In one study, which I will not source so as to not give away my sources, even though I should, researchers woke people up just as they were going into REM sleep. They found that those who weren't allowed to dream had more tension anxiety, lack of coordination, and weight gain. In other words, who would want to sign up for this? But I digress. Many experts say dreams exist to help solve problems in our lives, like why are you going up a ladder and climbing a bridge to enter a cottage through the second story window? Incorporate memories, like the time you climbed up a ladder, got on a bridge to enter a cottage through the second and to process emotions like the anxiety of going in through a front door of a cottage instead of climbing up a ladder, walking across a bridge, and entering a cottage through the second level window. How long do dreams last? REM sleep only lasts a few minutes early in the night, but get longer as we sleep. It la later in the night, it might last more than 30 minutes. So you might spend half an hour in a single dream. Sigmund Freud believed that dreams are a window into our subconscious and that they reveal a person's unconscious desires, thoughts, or motivations, like perhaps manufacturing a ladder and a bridge by a cottage in the Arctic so that you can enter to the window. Freud thought dreams were a way for people to satisfy urges and desires that weren't acceptable in society. To be fair, Sigmund Freud, I'm pretty sure, was also famous for saying that all of us wanted to have illicit behavior with our mothers. So I think that Freud also had his own deep in 
internalized issues that he wanted to attribute to all of us. But that is neither here nor there. Just as there are different opinions about why we dream, there are different views about what dreams mean. See what else I have here for my notes. By interpreting our dreams, we may gain insight into our lives and ourselves. Many people say they've come up with their best ideas while dreaming. I doubt that. Often people report having similar dreams. They're being chased, fall off a cliff, or show up in public naked, which I've never dreamt of, to be honest. These types of dreams are probably caused by hidden stress or anxiety. The only hidden, the only recurring dreams I've had, I believe, is one where I was thinking about this the other day. It's one where I'm almost like at a park, and I'm walking through the park, and then I just see people at a park say hi, have a nice exchange, and then continue walking. And that's it. It's really not anything very interesting. Can dreams predict the future? Sometimes dreams come true or tell a future of event. Tell a future event. When you have a dream that plays out in real life, experts say it's most likely due to most likely coincidence. So, I think we can just leave it at that. A question I've had, I've done minimal research into, but I'm reading others' research into, is why are dreams hard to remember? Researchers don't know for sure why dreams are easily forgotten. Maybe we're designed to forget our dreams, because if we remember them all, we might not be able to tell dreams from real memories. Kind of like a la Inception, perhaps. It could be harder to remember dreams because during REM sleep, our body may shut down systems in our brain that create memories. So, I have a few other things about making sense of dreams, but I really want to move on to the crux of this consultation, which is understanding what is the best position to sleep in. So, chances are that one thing about your sleep routine is pretty consistent. Even if your bedtime changes nightly, or you wake up any wildly different time each morning, the one thing that's probably consistent is your favorite sleep position. Unfortunately, the position that you find most comfortable might end up causing health problems, ranging from aches to sleep apnea. The first position is the fetal position. The most popular way to sleep, favored by more than 4 out of 10 people, especially among women apparently, who are twice as likely as men to sleep curled up on their side. For the most part, it's a healthy way to sleep because it allows your spine to rest in its natural alignment. The fetal position might also help ward off conditions like Alzheimer's or Parkinson's. Recent research on animals suggests that our brain does a better job of clearing waste that can lead to these neurological diseases 
when you're sleeping on your side rather than on your back or stomach. The second position we'll look at is the log, log position. About 15% of people prefer to catch their sleep in the log position, which is uh, sleep on your side, but with both arms down close to your body. Apparently it's a great position for your health. Resting on your side with your back mostly straight can help cut down on sleep apnea. It can also nix neck and back pain since your spine stays aligned. Next is the free fall position. As if sinking into the clouds, you're lying on your stomach with your arms tucked under your pillow or on either side of your head. It may seem cozy when you're snuggling into bed, but sleeping on your stomach can lead to low back and neck pain. You're also more likely to toss and turn as you try to get comfortable on your belly than while in other positions. But you can make this position better. Avoid a stiff pillow. It can put your neck at an uncomfortable angle and cause pain. Try propping a softer pillow, a softer pillow, excuse me, slightly under your forehead and sleeping face into the mattress rather than turning your head to one side. This is actually my favorite position to sleep in. I can tell you it is brutal to wake up most days um, because of the stress of the position. Thankfully, I have you know very comfortable mattress, very comfortable pillows, but the next position is the soldier position. Flat on your back with arms by your side can cause snoring, which affects half of all adults at some point, and it's more common the older we get. Snoring isn't just annoying for the person next to you or in a nearby room. It can disrupt your sleep and lead to thickening and problems with keratoid carotid artery yes I am a doctor which supplies blood to your brain face and neck this position also isn't a good choice if you're prone to sleep apnea shallow breathing or pauses in your breath that prevent restful sleep there is one big pro to this position though it can help acid reflux Next, and I believe this is the last position, it is the starfish. You're on your back for this one too, but your legs are spread apart and your arms are bent up on either side of your head. Like soldier, this position can help with acid reflux, but it also makes you more likely to snore and can aggravate sleep apnea. You can make this position better by putting a pillow under your knees before you doze. If your mattress is soft or worn out, swap it out for one that's more firm. Support your spine. Supporting your spine will help you avoid back pain. If you haven't been sleeping well and want to try a new position to see if it helps, be patient. A habit like that can take a while to change, especially if you've been hitting the sack the same way for years. Invest in a new supportive mattress if you're wanting to sleep on your back or a contour pillow for between your knees if you're switching to your side and there you have it I believe that is enough time for this consultation uh, please see the receptionist um, to pay on your way out that'd be much appreciated 
Um, I, I will offer a friends and family discount for this consultation. Um, perhaps I'll expect this for future ones. Um, either case, I uh, am glad that I could ramble on about potential things related to your sleep. Hopefully you found it helpful, if not boring, and you're asleep by now. For future consultations, you can just reach out to me at hello at sleepandrelaxasmr.com. That's all for this episode. Thanks as always for listening, and take care.